Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this episode, I'm going to be joined by Monica Gibbs, a highly regarded recruiter, speaker, author, and wellness consultant who is passionate about helping organizations attract and retain top talent. She is one of the only recruiters in Canada who also partners with her clients on workplace wellness initiatives. Uh, Monica is a CHRL and one of the top 20% of LinkedIn recruiters globally. This podcast episode is sponsored by Virgin Pulse, the number one global employee well-being solution provider, supporting 7.5 million members in 20 languages across 190 countries. Virgin Pulse offers solutions that deliver on their home base for health vision of simplifying and unifying other point products into a better together ecosystem and transform the mental, physical, financial, social, community, and emotional health of organizations and their people. You can learn more at virginpulse.com. Monica, it's my pleasure to welcome you to the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Tell our listeners a bit about yourself, uh, your career history, and uh, and where you're currently at. Sure. So um, I have been with a company called Everest Management for over 23 years as a recruiter. I lead a team of recruiters, and we primarily work in the Canadian space. A um, little bit of work internationally, but mostly it's the GTA and across Canada, helping clients um, attract and retain top talent. And it's been an exciting, you know, over 20 years, over 23 years. But um, in the last few years, I've also been very involved in the corporate wellness space. And again, not a lot of recruiters straddle recruitment and retention through wellness, but it's just been a passion of mine. And uh, I've aligned myself with a couple of wellness companies so that I can consult to corporations depending on their size. So I offer different, you know, platforms depending on the company size, if it's under 500 employees or over 500 employees, if they're global, if they're not global. And that's been really exciting because a lot of companies are looking at um, how they can, you know, not only attract, but like I said, retain talent through um, corporate wellness initiatives and and also getting high engagement in those initiatives so that it's um, not only physical fitness and nutrition and things like that, but it's also mental health, which as everyone knows is a a big topic in the workplace right now. Um, So the wellness has been a passion and um, an exciting initiative over the last five plus years. Speaking has always been a passion, so that continues strong. And this year, um, you know, as everyone's been going through this, um, you know, unprecedented time has again been an opportunity for um, for new doors to open. And I think that's um, also been really exciting in, in the corporate um, space when it comes to um, performance and, and leveling teams up when it comes to high performing teams. Yeah, so I hear that, uh, that you've, you've had a new opportunity has come up in the last few months. Can, can you share more about that and what type of work you're doing? Yeah, so um, earlier this year, I was connected um, to someone by the name of Emil Studham, and he um, has been in the Australian football uh, space for over 12 years. He used to play semi-pro. He's the founder of X Movement, which some people may recognize from their schools. I know our kids have it in their school. It's all athletic and dance um, uh, fitness-based programs that are in most of the schools. And um, 
so he's from Australia, but he and Paul Roos started a company called uh, Performance by Design, um, which started out very heavy in pro sports, so working with um, professional athletes and um, sports teams. But they've um, since then the focus is, has become primarily, if not all, corporate focus. And what they've done is they've taken their training from the sports and athletic world into the corporate world because there's so many great lessons that we can learn from pro sports. Um, you know, and so it's, it's been really exciting because um, sports and, and, you know, fitness and all those things are, are really close to my heart. So I feel that it's a really good um, connection and, and brand uh, with myself. So Emil and I have had several meetings and um, they're just starting up in Canada. So it's an Australian based company that is growing rapidly in Canada. So they've been doing work with um, Boston Pizza, Hydro One, everything from startups to really large companies in Australia, Canada and the U.S. Um, you might recognize, obviously, Tech Canada, and they're doing work now with the uh, McKay CEO Forum. So it, it's been really, really exciting work because at PBD, we build high-performing cultures by helping role model leaders bring team behaviors to life. So it's all about performance by, you know, connecting and empowering teams. Um, so that's been really exciting because with my HR background and, and recruitment background, a lot of the HR leaders that I work with are, are looking to minimize conflict, obviously, confrontation and, and complaints, and in the end, raise the level of performance. And again, given the times that we're in right now with workplaces evolving and changing and people working from home, um, we want to make sure as leaders that we're still ensuring a high performing culture. So it's really exciting work because, um, they train executives and leaders and companies and their teams basically through this culture code um, model that really holds everything up from recruitment to onboarding strategy and improvement. It all comes down to culture and helping companies at a, at a high performing level. So it's really, really exciting work. And I'm, I'm uh, yeah, super um, happy to be a part of the team. Okay, go on then. You've got me fascinated now. How, how, <laughs> how, how do you go about migrating some of the, the mindset uh, some of the discipline, some of the processes of, of you know, major athletes out there uh, into into uh, the the office, in, into into leaders and mm -hmm. into H H HR teams and and others within the organisation. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it is, um, if you're looking at you know looking at it through a, a sports lens, a lot of it comes down to behaviours and role modelling behaviours, and also. Um, you know, looking at not only leaders' behaviors, but the behaviors of those on the team. And so, you know, one of the big things, um, leadership is really role modeling. So, you know, gone are the days of, of do as I say. And I mean, this doesn't mean that you do your team members' roles or work. It means you display the same team behaviors directly connected to your values, irrespective of, of the task, really. And I don't know if you've watched that, that Netflix series on, on Michael Jordan, but um, one of my favorite parts is where it talks about role modeling leadership, actually, and it's, it's a great example. Once you've joined the team, you live at a certain standard that I played the game at. And he says, I wasn't going to take anything less. You know, if that meant I had to go in there and, you know, do what it takes, I did that. You asked all my teammates, the one thing about Michael Jordan was he never asked me to do something that he didn't do. And I think that really sums up as leaders, we have to be displaying the behaviors that we want to see in our people. And so a lot of it is around, well, it's all around culture and behaviors and, and not just ourselves as leaders, not just leaders as leaders, but how are we developing people on our team to be the next great leaders? And so I think that's one of the things in sports. You can't be the coach and the player at the same time, you know? So as the coach, you're looking at the team 
to see, you know, who are the leaders on the team? What are the strengths on the team? How are we communicating as a team? And all of that really, you know, again, comes together um, because how we're communicating and, and I'm, I, you know, not just now during, you know, COVID as we're working remotely, how did we communicate before? These are, again, different times. So how have we pivoted as companies to look at what our staff are struggling through? Um, and I just think that's, um, that's a really big one. We want leaders to be, you know, team and talent focused. And it's not always the top perform. You know, you've, you've seen this before. Top performers get promoted, but the behavior isn't aligned with the culture. Have you ever seen that? Where it could be a salesperson, for example. They're a great salesperson, and they get promoted to manager, but the behavior is off, and it puts it puts the team off. And all of a sudden, you have a leader whose behaviors aren't in line with the company culture or the vision. And so it's not a positive culture because of that one person. I've even heard the term bad egg before, you know. So it's really about, you know, having open and honest communication um, and, you know, looking at how, how are we, you know, communicating with people and, and what as a leader can we be doing differently as things change, even as they are now. You know, do people on our team want, you know, direct and short communication? Do they want face-to-face? -face? Do they want, you know, video, that kind of thing? And, and really adjusting um, as leaders, but also identifying um, who on our team would be a good leader and, and are there behaviors that need to, need to change first. And uh, what have been some of the, the success stories over the last few months then? Now, I know that you're relatively new <laughs> to, to, mm -hmm. to, this, to this role. Um, but from what from what you've seen, from what your colleagues have, uh, have said to you, what, what have been some of the big success stories in terms of taking some mm -hmm. of the lessons that you guys share and mm -hmm. uh, and, and I, yeah. applying that to applying that to the to the crisis? I mean, right now you've got to have a very agile mindset, I guess. For example, yeah, I know that again because the work is so diverse, and and I mentioned you know Boston Pizza and Hydro One and things like that. Um, but there was a, a client that was, you know, that we just worked with recently, I can't say the name, but six people. Um, and they were, they really wanted to make sure that they were starting on the right foot in terms of culture. Um, and, you know, just in that book, Good to Great, you know, making sure they have the right people on the bus and that they were being, you know, open, honest with their staff. And they really wanted to make sure that, you know, their, their vision and mission isn't just, you know, going to be a plaque on the wall or something on their website, but it's something that everyone in the company lives and breathes. So as they grew their, their company, you know, PVD Performance by Design worked alongside them, and they're now at 10 million in Series A funding and growing really rapidly. But the key is that it's with the right people, it's with the right leaders that they've come this far. And so we've helped them through the process again. The, the work in in behavior and culture affects everything from recruitment to onboarding and all of those things. So we've we've worked with them through that process. Um, and one that, you know, I always like because, because I'm, you know, as you know, into fitness, of course, but we've also worked with F45 here in Canada and another boutique um, fitness studio in Yorkville, where again, like different sized companies, but they were really wanting to make sure that even in these unprecedented times, they were able to retain their talent and make sure that they, you know, were communicating openly and honestly with their people, but also that they were um, looking at behaviors that weren't in line with their vision and correcting them where necessary. Um, and sometimes I think that leaders shy away from that because it's, you know, can be painful, it can be awkward, it can be a lot of things. You don't want to lose your top salesperson, whatever it is. 
but working with leaders through those difficult conversations has been has been really pivotal and we've seen clients turn around um, you know the one example um, that I just gave about the 10 million in series A funding but other companies that where their sales numbers have just you know gone up even in these difficult times because they've taken time to really look inward at their teams and as their people which as we know is is our greatest resource how how, how do you guys help leaders um, uh, connect with and, and monitor their people right now. I mean, a, a lot of us are working remotely. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it must be particularly difficult to to be able to convey uh, the mission right now to mm-hmm. uh, to to ensure people you know under you remain motivated and, and to check that they they're, they're doing their job. A lot of it has been again. Um, setting up real talk convert we call them real talk conversations with the staff and finding out what they are going through right now allowing them to be vulnerable as well so we're we're we want to create an environment for others to perform but we want to make sure we talk a lot about psychological safety and just like in Brene Brown you know dare to lead and, and we work a lot with um, Dan Coyle's book the culture code and talk a lot about you know the, the principles and that but you know right now because so many people are, don't know what's happening or they're they're fearful that they're gonna you know they're gonna lose their job is the company gonna turn you know what's gonna happen we want to ensure that there's um, a real level of safety. We want teams to feel that that they're safe, that they're in um, a place where they can express their concerns. Again, that communication where if, even if people are going through, whether it's anxiety or mental health or whatever it is, is that they can communicate. So really eliciting teams input by asking questions, you know, who has a different perspective here? What might we be missing? Again, these open conversations, it's not just the leader saying, okay, this is how we're gonna do things now. Um, and really, again, talking about belonging cues. So these positive interactions, making sure that employees feel safe and connected. You know, we have a future together. In the office, it was different. You know, high, con- high eye contact, physical touch, you know, you do fist bumps, you can do a lot of things in the, in the office. Even people, companies look at how their employees are sitting together and, and different workspaces and all that kind of thing. But now that we're online, it's again, you know, can we do it? Does everyone feel comfortable with video? Some people don't feel comfortable on video. Okay, can we have a phone call? Um, can we do distance meeting? Like what works and different things work for different people. So as leaders, I think we need to understand that, you know, people are in a safe place. They belong. Um, we're listening to their concerns and, um, and we're allowing feedback. I think that's a big one. It's really, it really um, you know, allowing employees to share their feedback. Because again, we're all in this together not that someone's been through this before right so really hearing where people are coming from and making sure that they feel like they're in a safe place that their their job is secure or that we're going to pull through this together that kind of thing so i've had the pleasure of uh, knowing monica for for a while now and she's spoken at one of our innovate work events and it was uh it was definitely time that we did this uh this interview uh together Mm. and um Every time I, I chat with Monica, she's such a, a happy and mm. enthusiastic and energetic person, and um, certainly I, I can I can feel the the energy for your for your new role at Performance by Design. Um, in thirty seconds or less, Monica, um, um, why, why are you loving that new role? I, I love the people, and I love that it's about culture. And again, I know that term is used, you know, a lot, but I think really taking that 
the high performing, you know, culture from the sports world and parlaying that into the corporate color culture. I've just seen so many amazing success stories. And I think that one of the biggest things is that it's, it's new um, and there's so much growth right now. And there are so many companies that are looking for this type of work, this type of change, this type of um, really looking inward at their team. So not necessarily, you know, recruiting and hiring and, and getting out there, um, but they're just looking at what they have and retaining and developing that. And that's just always been so close to my heart. Wonderful. That was way more than 30 seconds, by the way. Sorry, uh, I'm Italian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, Monica, how, can, uh, how can our listeners connect with you? Performancebydesign.co. I'm on LinkedIn as Monica Gibbs, but anybody can reach me through monicagibbs.com. Um, and my emails on on my site as well. And um, I'm happy to do a, a free consult for anyone that that wants to talk about what's happening within their their company or their team right now, or looking to level up or really uh, raise the bar as far as performance goes. And um, yeah, we have some exciting things coming up too. So it's it's a great time to connect and, and reach out, even just have a conversation. So I'd, I'd be very open to that. Okay, that just leads me to say for today, Monica Gibbs, thank you very much for being a guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Thanks so much for having me, Bill. I really appreciate it. And listeners, until next time, stay safe and happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.